0: Welcome to Sales Velocity TV, where we pull back the curtain on how the top businesses in the world sell more with less resistance. Bringing over fifty plus years of combined sales experience and over one hundred million in revenue generated. Please welcome the hosts of Sales Velocity TV and two incredibly entertaining gentlemen, Andrew Cass and Aaron Parkinson. Welcome back to another episode of Sales Velocity TV, where we're pivoting again today, Aaron, and we're talking about the sales prevention department. Better yet, let me ask you this. Do you have a sales prevention department in your business? That's the big question of the day. You may be shocked to find out that there are divisions of your company that actually are sales prevention divisions of your company. Don't take this personally just yet. We're going to show you how to dissect this and find out if this is the case so that it never is the case again, Aaron. Aaron good to be with you again here uh, on another episode. I think it's episode 16 here of Sales Velocity TV talking sales prevention. I feel like these episodes are just flying by.
1: I mean, uh, the other day we we passed a thousand subscribers on YouTube and I was like shocked. I was going, how about well, that happened quick? You know, and yeah,
0: we're kind of in test mode, right? We're we're really yeah, haven't made a big and push I, and, to and, and, promote the show yet, but certainly we will be.
1: And and to be honest, I'm just showing up having fun. So you know, it's just a. It's anything else is just an added benefit. But that this will be a reoccurring theme. The sales prevention department. What we're going to talk about is real life examples of real companies. Gonna gonna throw a few probably under the bus. Oh, yeah. In these episodes, maybe it'll get to them. Maybe they'll call us back and thank us. Maybe they'll send us a Christmas card. Maybe they'll hire us. I don't know. But. Everybody in the world is constantly <clears> saying, how do I get more leads, more sales? Every client we talk to, Andrews, how do I get more leads? How do I get more sales? However, if we start with how do we eliminate the sales prevention department before we start. Stop the bleeding. <laughs> stop the bleeding. Then when you go to scale up, the money isn't falling through the bottom like water in a spaghetti set. Right on. So we're going to share
0: some real life examples of people who have a robust sales- Prevention. I mean, they're knocking the ball out of the park with their sales prevention department, right? But let me tell you a funny story how this came about. I I think you know the story. So I was in, you know, for many years of the last 10 years, I I had a seminar business where I would run a a live marketing seminar once a month here in South Florida where I live. Had a large group. Ran it for about eight years. It was on the heels of Dan Kennedy and Bill Glazer's company. Then I branded it as my own. It was a renegade South Florida entrepreneur, as we called this group. And it was a really great group, awesome people, have clients to this day, friends to this day from the group. But I would kick off every single live event. So over the course of eight years, I must have done you know close to 100 of these events. And I would start every event with this little entertainment piece called the sales prevention department. And people loved it because I would come to the table every month, Aaron, with one company that in my life, through my day-to-day, could have been online, could have been offline, that was truly a a sales prevention example. Like everything they did was deterring me from coming back and ever buying from them again. So that's what this segment is going to be because it isn't just funny. It's also instructive because again, you will be blown away at what may be happening on the back end of your business. If you have customer service, if you have salespeople, if you have assistants, administrative people, we're all guilty of this. We have all found sales prevention departments inside of our business. It's naive to think that maybe you haven't. So we're going to just share some fun examples of companies that are doing it the wrong way, what they could do the right way so that you can actually learn from this uh, and capitalize on, on how to you know, fill these gaps and these blind spots.
1: Cool. Should I go first or you want to go first? So here's Our the deal. Example. So
0: I have one that's really bothering me right now. Like this, this, this bothers me at the core, by the way, sales, like this is a passion. This is a, such a passion for me because when I see it happening, because I'm so close to this, because you and I are in the business of sales and marketing and in, in business growth consulting. And one of the things we're always looking for is good processes, right? I feel and like When a I get into a business coming. that just, I don't know. Treats me like a number, not a name. I, I notice it probably more than most because it's the business I'm in. But it, it, like it gets to me. And I, and I don't know. Let if it you, out if you want to. Let go it f- out. I, I'm good, man. You go first. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I'm going first. Okay. Yeah. So here's first. what we want to do. I want to hear of the business, and then I'll go second. Okay. So the
1: first business is I got, violating.
0: I, got, I, got, these I got three
1: today, but we're gonna see oh how many Lord. we get through. The first business. I'm not going to name the business, and here's why. Because one of my best friends owns this business. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So about six months ago, I needed to go to the dentist because I had one of my teeth crack. And you know what it's like when one of your teeth cracks. And fortunately, it was an old crown, so I wasn't really in pain. But it's a problem because half my tooth is missing. Yeah. So I call my dentist. I've been going to this dentist on and off for 10 years. And I say, when can I get in? And they say, Friday, Friday, we can book you in at this time. I say, okay, perfect. Great. So, you know, I have a super busy schedule like you do. I got to carve it out of my calendar. I drive all the way to the dentist. I show up at the office and they, um, I remember this, the lady behind the desk says to me, uh, my friend, my usual dentist I go to, he's on vacation this week. So we've got this other dentist covering for him. And you were the only appointment he had booked today. And he didn't want to come in for just one appointment. So he didn't. We left you a voicemail. <laughs> and I looked at this girl like, you've got to be kidding me. You probably this like changed paid-
0: your whole morning for this, right?
1: Yeah. I have put it on my calendar, waited a week, drove to there. Not a pleasant experience to get a tooth fixed anyway. And you don't even lie to me. You don't even say the dentist is sick. We didn't have it in the system. It's our fault. Let, we'll figure it out. You say directly to my face, you were not important enough to show up to today. And we made the grandiose gesture of leaving you a voicemail. That was sufficient. That was sufficient for us. We left you a voicemail. Not like they called me ten times to rebook me and finally I picked up which I would have understood. No, just one quick I, we left you a voicemail because you weren't important enough to show to show up today and actually do the work.
0: Which is just disrespectful to your time and you as a customer and shockingly disrespectful. Yeah. I, I was I, I was so dumbfounded I didn't even know what to say. See, and the, here see, see the thing is Aaron, most people like, oh you know, that's too bad, I'll reschedule. Because they don't value their time and they don't understand, right, how this can affect. I don't know anybody who wouldn't have been pissed I, off. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. It just – Right? You know, some people overlook so, it. I don't know why.
1: Here's what happened and here's what happens in your business. I didn't say anything to my buddy. I just went somewhere else. I booked an appointment with a new dentist. I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time to go and test a new dentist. Went to this new dentist. Didn't really love the experience. Saw my buddy out at a restaurant one night. We're having a beer. He's like, how how are things? I said, dude, I got to fill you in on this thing. Interesting. I filled him in and his face just dropped. And his his girlfriend runs the office and she went, you're lying. And I said, no, verbatim. This is what I was told. And she went, oh my God. And I said, and here's the deal. I just went somewhere else. You're my buddy, but you want to screw around with me and my time like that? I'm just, I'm out. So I went to a new dentist. He's like, please come back. We'll make it up to you. You're one of my best friends. I'm so sorry. I'm going to go deal with this employee. Now, here's the thing. Most people, he would never have had the chance to know about what happened.
0: Lost customer. They must have just went somewhere else. No idea why and no way to fix it because they don't know. So it's an unknown. They don't know How many more people did that
1: happen to other than yeah. me that they don't know? Right. So how could this have been addressed? How could we have addressed the sales prevention department in this scenario? Well, you could have very easily created a standard operating procedure, an SOP. Look, if there's less than one client showing up per day, it's not worth the the business's revenue or time or whatever. Three days before you attempt to call, email, whatever, reschedule the appointment. If you can't by the day before, then we suck it up and the person comes in and that just is what it is. That's,
0: that's the, recipe, respect and professionalism right, and right there, followed, by the way, respect and you professionalism. you get a warning and then
1: you're fired. Right. Or maybe just having a one-on-one conversation with all of your front facing people saying the customer is the most important thing on earth. Their time is the most important, most valuable thing on earth. We do whatever we can to bend over backwards and anything less is unacceptable. Right. But talk about a sales prevention department. One of my best
0: friends. And I was like, cool. I'm out. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Here's the thing. Can you believe it? I can't. You told me the story. So now I do, but I didn't at first when I heard it for the first time. But here's the thing. The business owner is most likely you listening, right? Oftentimes you don't know about the sales prevention department. It's kind of like a hidden component of the business, which is the point of the little segment here is, is we have to inspect, right? Different pieces of the business. Oftentimes that we take for granted that are just running smoothly. That's really the point here right, is you 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 got to be diligent about all the different touch points with the customers. More so, what happens after they buy, right? So I feel that the sales prevention department rears its ugly head the most, Aaron, after someone buys, and I jokingly say, they get my money, I buy something, and then it's like they go into the witness protection program, when it's like, whoa, 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 you got a customer. We talked about this in the last episode, right? You know, most people get a customer to make a sale. Real business owners make a sale to get a customer long-term, right? Remember we talked about that in trust-based marketing in episode 15? That's like the huge shift where you really start to go to the next level in business is when you take every customer so seriously because you're looking to build a long-term relationship. So if you're not inspecting what's going on in the customer path, you're in big trouble. Now, here's my little story, right? So I, I had like a, a, like, a, like a really bad bicep, almost like a tear. I told you about this in the beginning of the year, my bicep, I had such a bad bicep strain from something I did with pull-ups working. I don't remember what it was that I was down for a month. And I'm like, I'm the kind of guy that I'll do anything to fix it. Rehab, you know, prevention. So I did acupuncture two sessions and it helped a lot. It kind of just opened things up. That's what acupuncture does. Right. So I I found a really good acupuncture studio in Miami where I live. It's about a hundred bucks a session, not cheap for, you know, a 30 minute acupuncture session. And I said, I'm going to do like two or three, before I commit to like a package, right? So I go in on my own. I do the acupuncture session. I have a really good experience. Place is really clean. Um, I'm with a Chinese herbalist who barely speaks English. So I'm like, really know I'm in the right place now. This is a Chinese methodology. And I got a guy who barely speaks English. He's Chinese doing it 19 years. So It's like the perfect scenario, right? I, I, I was like, this is instant credibility. Instant credibility. Like I didn't have some American guy that just got certified a, a year ago. I had a guy who like who who does this in China and, and barely speaks English and just came over here recently? It was the perfect scenario. So that was just by default that that happened, right? I mean, I would have exploited that even more in their marketing, but I'm talking about the actual process. So I go in, I have a good experience. I leave, I pay. They do a good job of saying, "Hey, listen, if you buy a package of ten, it ends up being like 79 an appointment versus 99 an appointment." And I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it for ten. I really want to see if one or two stick. So I'll just pay the. You know, pay what it, and then I booked my my second appointment. Came back three, four days later, and I was good. Like I felt better, and I felt like I got what I could. I was starting to get get back to working out. Then, now let me ask you this, Aaron: What do you think has happened to me? So I was a new customer. I did two sessions. I put two hundred dollars into their bank account. I, I was I was a I was a two time customer. Tell me all the things you think have happened to me since I became since I left my last appointment and became a new customer in the last. Two weeks. Just give well, me the like list. Based, I mean, based on I the, got a lot of time. I Just give like, me the
1: list. I, I feel like based on the context of the show, <laughs> probably
0: not a lot. <laughs> I, I I got all day, man. I mean, I'm, I assume you have a list of all the things that they did to 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 develop me as a customer, right? You know Are this you is a loaded what question. I think they should have done, or what I think they did? Well, you're right. They did nothing. So they're in the witness protection program right now. I was a new cust. Listen, it's not easy to get customers today in any business, especially in a metropolitan area like Miami, where I live, where there's an acupuncture facility on every corner. There's an, every, there's an everything on every corner in Miami. There's a lawyer on every corner. There's a massage therapist on every corner. There's an acupuncturist in every corner. There's a gym on every corner. There's a restaurant in every corner. Like so, in, so when you recognize the environment that you operate in geographically, and you know that competition is stiff. This isn't like Boise, Idaho, where there's one acupuncturist in the entire city of 20,000 people, and you're the only game in town. They're everywhere, right? And I come in off the street. I found them. And I came in and, and paid and did two sessions. Like to me in that business, like all the red lights start dinging and you go, we have a brand new body. We have a brand new customer. What are the steps we need to take to keep them coming back and to keep them spending more and hopefully get them to refer more? Goose egg, nada, nothing, beautiful facility, definitely paying a lot of rent, competition everywhere. And I came in off the street. I haven't heard – I haven't even gotten an email. It's free to send an email. How was your visit? Did you have a good experience? Would you fill out a survey? Would you recommend us to friends? Um, do you have any other issues that maybe we should address? It could we, we could offer you three sessions at 79 if you do it now. Somebody, how about a phone call to follow up and engage? Nothing. I mean if I'm the owner of this business – and I'm just sort of waking up every day, hoping people come in off the street like it's 1955. If you build it, they will come. I don't. I, I, that place won't be there for long, man. So sales prevention. Well, and and, and the, the crazy thing is,
1: is is considering the state of the economy right now, where most people, you know, I know Florida's more open than most, but most people are 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 down on their amount of free capital, yeah. and they're also down on their ability to move around to physically show up somewhere. Great point. Right. It's why so many businesses now actually dedicate somebody to customer experience. You are our customer experience manager. What I would have done is said at the front desk, hey, um, we'd like to send you a free gift. Um, Would you like to give us your address so I can send you a free gift? Oh, okay. That would be be lovely. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'd start sending direct mail stuff out to them. I'd start sending them email stuff talking about the different things that can treat a bicep, the different things that can uh, can can help you with your longevity, maybe the different supplements you could be taking. I'd put a phone call back out. Hey, Andrew, we're just checking in on your bicep. How's it feeling so far? Actually, it's feeling pretty good. So you probably don't need to book any more appointments for your bicep right now. No. Okay, well, but are there any other parts in your body that are aching right now? Did you know that even if they're not aching and you do this proactive Process that you could actually reduce your chance of having that same thing flare up in the. Field. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, come on, why don't you come on in and we'll give you a demo of how that process works? Okay. Right, but the buyer know, yeah. is already in the journey. They they they've already committed. They've
0: searched you out. Here's the you big know, thing, and, Aaron, and everything and, you and you're somebody that spends money on their health. Everything you said, spot on. Here's the big one though: getting me to buy into the to the acupuncture as a long term regular thing. This is the massage game. It's the gym game. It's the fitness game. It's the yoga game. I always watch these business models because it's really my world, right? I I live in that world. And I watch them fail at selling longevity. And what I mean by that is is the real angle should have been we want to make sure you understand the long-term benefits of acupuncture. Even as you get better, acupuncture as a whole holistic approach Can do A, B, C, D, E, benefit, 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 which I already know the benefits, right? I'm probably gonna go back and do it again because it's you know, I'm in the 1% that will just do it on my own, right? But the 99% need more validation, they need more information. They need to be told that you've done this twice, but the real benefits are in six months, nine months, ten months, making this part of your regular journey of health, fitness, wellness. That's the big thing. You know who does an amazing job at this?
1: You know who does an amazing job at this? Dentists, right? Dentists don't make money on six month teeth cleanings. right? They want you in the rhythm of going there for when you want some veneers, for when you want an implant, for when you break a tooth, for when, cause there's the big ticket money. And they know if you don't have, they don't have you on a regular schedule, mm-hmm. you might think of somebody else first, right? That's the longevity play you're talking about. Let's get you in on a longevity place so that we have you in a rhythm. We're making money, we have a familiarity. And then when something big happens, boom. Or maybe we introduce you to some supplements or maybe we introduce you to this or that or whatever. Well, what right? about
0: continuity, Aaron? Like I'm a, I'm a member of massage envy, which I don't know if they have those where you are, but massage envy nope. is a membership based massage facility that it's franchised across the U S so it's $60 right. a month. You get one treatment a month, but if you get additional treatments, you get a huge discount off what the street would pay. So if I want to get another massage in the month, maybe it's instead of it being $90, it's like $60, right? Sure. So we have my wife and I have the membership. We always get one to two massages a month because we work out a lot. So it helps us out with with flexibility and with uh, with pliability. Right? It's it's just it's a staple, kind of like maybe acupuncture will will become. Um, what about that option, right? What if they said, hey, listen, l- can we tell you about our membership where you can get one acupuncture? I would have modeled Massage Envy. It's a very popular model and it's it's a profitable model. It's yeah, the one gym acupuncture model, really. every two weeks.
1: One acupuncture yeah. every
0: two weeks. One Here's the crazy thing. Here's the opposite of, we shouldn't be
1: talking about this, I'm just trying to talk about sales prevention. So this guy shows up the other day because we had to replace all the doorknobs in our house because they were those flat ones, you know, those like level flat ones. And my dog has figured out how to open them up Mm. and they're attached to the lock. So when you pull it down, the lock unlocks, it's like, so so my dogs run around the neighborhood like an idiot. My neighbors are freaking out. I had to come in and and switch them all to the round locks, right? So the dog can't open the door, right. right? The guy calls me a week later. He goes, I noticed in your driveway, you've got three beautiful cars, but they were pretty dirty. My wife's like, yeah, they are. He goes, I'd like to let you know, we also started this additional company where we will show up and wash your cars every single week on a Sunday so we don't disturb you. He said, how many cars would you like like to have washed every week? We said, all three. (laughs) We can do it every single month for $200. I said, $200 per day? He said, no, $200 per month. We do all three cars. We show up every, every week on Sunday. I was like, bro, take my money. Take my money. Great right? salesmanship right there. I, dude, I hired him for
0: doorknobs. He sold me car detailing. So l- let's dissect that though because he's getting in the home with He got in the home. I like that. And there's no homes that don't have at least one car. And now no. he's in the home and he's saying, hey, by the way, since we're a, you know, I guess a home improvement style business – we also do cars. I would imagine that guy's closing ratio is one and two. I, I, his price one point was two.
1: amazing. His day he's doing it is amazing. And the most importantly, he reached out to me after and said, this is what I got. Would you like it?
0: I was like, done. Awesomeness. Take my mind. Let's talk about right? systems, Aaron, though. So let's go back to for a minute. We 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 say all the things that the that the that the acupuncture place could do, and it sounds great. It, but it sounds like, you know, we're we're spit, we're spitballing it, right? Systemizing this thing is everything, right? So, like you said, standard operating procedure. If somebody is spending money for the first time in the business, what has to happen next? That person gets put into a system, into a software platform. Is why we have a software platform that does outbound follow up in an automated fashion. Right. So when you put someone into a system that sends an email validating their first visit, giving them a PDF, maybe with the benefits of acupuncture triggering in the system, Okay, the next day a call is made by a patient coordinator, customer experience advisor, whatever you want to call it. Text goes out, ringless voicemail goes out, postcard pops in the mail, gets there four or five days later because you're a first time customer. We'd like to extend you a 20 percent discount on your next visit maybe 30% off a package, 20%. Off. All of this is to stimulate new business and to not prevent more sales from someone who's already given you money. So for me, the sales prevention department, it can definitely happen on the front end. But to me, it usually happens after money is, is changing hands. And that's the most disappointing yeah, and, and part and because that's the hardest thing is- to get is the new customer oftentimes. Yeah, it's 10
1: times easier to make a sale to a customer than it is to acquire a cold sale.
0: So imagine getting that new guy walking in the door to do two acupuncture treatments and nothing happens after that. Big staff, beautiful facility, the Chinese herbalist. He's probably so expensive, right? I mean, amazing place. I have to tell you, I'll go back because I'm a 1%er though. 99% they need stimulation. They They need a reason to come back. They need.
1: Well, you need to walk. You need to walk in and offer your consulting services at our
0: software. They couldn't afford. To- me. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not trying to be arrogant, but they could but- afford the software. They just couldn't afford you personally. Yeah, well, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, but that's one example. Now, you know, the other place, unless you have another one, I'll let you go first. I have, oh, I, I have I, an I've online one. one, but I want you to go back to your because you said you had three. So you're salvating at the moment. I got I, I got. I got a bomb to drop here. <laughs> So when they're people I know, I'm not going to,
1: I'm not going to dime them out, but this is a, uh, this may be a fortune 500 company. I'm not sure where they fall in this thing. I didn't do my research, shame on me, but everybody knows this company across the world. So if you work for this company and you want to reach out to me, you can, you know where to find me. I'm on social media. You can send me a message. So here's the story. My wife has always wanted to buy her mom a Louis Vuitton bag. She's got to buy her, her mom a Louis Vuitton bag because her mom won't spend the money even though her mom's wealthy because she doesn't think it's a good use of money and blah, right. blah, blah, blah. So she's like, I am gonna I want to surprise her for Christmas and send her the Louis Vuitton bag she's always wanted. Now, as you're aware, we live in the Cayman Islands. So what's the first thing that she does? She goes on the website, right? Punches in the name of where she wants it to go, address, boom, 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 boom. Puts in her credit card, puts in her credit card address, submit, ship, done, doesn't think about it, right? A week goes by and all of a sudden she notices this email come into her Dropbox. Your order's been canceled. (laughs) Now here's the best part about this. Louis Vuitton, your order's been canceled. She's like, what the hell? She opens it up. And it says your order number, blah, 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 has been canceled. Thank you very much. Interesting. No explanation. No, I'm sorry. No, here's next steps. Just your order has been canceled. So now it's getting close to Christmas. She freaks out, calls up Louis Vuitton to find out why the order has been canceled, which they did a piss poor job explaining in the email and taking seven days to tell her. That's amazing. She calls up Louis Vuitton and she goes, why has my order been canceled? And they said, well, your credit card name and address didn't match where you were shipping it to. She says, okay, I'm shipping it to my mom. It's a surprise for Christmas. Yeah, we don't, we don't send orders to people unless the credit card and the name matches the order on the address. Wow. It's a fraud issue. She says, okay, understood, weird, but understood, but I'm on the phone right now. I'm a, normal, I'm a human being. Ask me whatever questions you need to ask me to check your fraud boxes off. And let's get this ship $2,000 purchase, right? Fighting you. Man. Yeah, we can't, we, we can't do that. What are the alternatives then? We don't have any. $2,000 purchase won't take my money.
0: I got to tell you, man, I'd be shocked if the district manager or VP of sales, forget the owner, was even aware of something like this. That sounds a little sales prevention-y in the- It gets crazy. It gets crazier. She goes, I got a solution. I'm going to call the
1: store in Vancouver and just order it from the store in Vancouver, not the online version, and have my friend pick it up, pick it up, and take it with her on the plane when she goes to Victoria and drop it off at my mom's house. Think about the amount of things that we're trying to do to to make this thing work. She calls up the store in Vancouver and says, I'd like to order this- Purse for my mom and my friend's going to pick it up and take it over to Victoria. What does the lady say on the phone? Now nah, we can't do Can't that. order it unless you're the one picking it up with ID. Wow,
0: total sales prevention. Are you out this of This is, by the way, are mark. they publicly traded?
1: They're a big company, obviously. I mean, I don't know if they're – I don't know if they're publicly traded or if they're privately owned, but this is – Louis Vuitton is a monstrous big company. Big retail company, yeah. Do you know what we then had to do? We had to get our friend to show up, pick it up pay for it with her credit card, wire her the money just to make all of this. You talk about sales prevention. That's like textbook, man. Louis Vuitton did everything in their power to not take my money. It's almost like they didn't even want it. And maybe that's the fashion world. Maybe that's the I've like snobby, like, man, we don't need you. We're Louis Vuitton or whatever. It's still a
0: business. And I'm still talking about how retarded they are yeah. on the sales velocity channel. Yeah, no, that's that's rare. I've never heard of anything like that before, and especially from that's shocking. a high end retailer. Obviously, that's a high end retailer. That's- right. So first, didn't say
1: it on the website. Then seven days to respond. Then no communication as to why in the email. Then no help on the phone. Then no help in a local store.
0: Mind mind boggling. But but the, the sale happened ultimately. Yeah, because. Even against all their efforts to not had, let had mom, had your wife's mom not wanted that bag, you would have been out at the first phone call. Oh, just like I, you left I, I the dentist her. office and never came back.
1: I said to her on the very first thing she told me about the email, I was like, "Screw it, get something else." Exactly. But she was hell bent on
0: doing this for her mom because her mom's wanted it. Her that whole is, you know, listen, I'll be honest with you. That I've done a lot of sales prevention departments in my day, and I have to tell you, this one might be the winner. Because uh, this, almost this like I, thing- I'm gonna I'm gonna play a game of of trying to figure out how not to take your money. I mean, we went way right. We went beyond <laughs> the, the 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 normal like hiccups. That's not even a hiccup. It's almost like let's see how let's see if we can cat and mouse you enough and not take your money because we're so rich and we're publicly traded or whatever. Or I think they're under a Louis publicly traded brand. I'm not sure. That's amazing. Louis Vuitton single best sales prevention department I've ever uh, seen. You you right now you have the the victory. You there. There will be never. There will never be a better. Sa- and the sales prevention department is going to come on like once a month. By the way. So and by the way, if you're listening right now, um, and you want to share a sales prevention department story, we would love to highlight it. It would just reach out to our, our our team and you know wherever you may be watching this, we're, we're easily accessible. But that would be that would be cool is to hear them from viewers. But I have a, a pet peeve also, and this is one I've I've been on for years, and it's the companies that are online, Aaron. When you deliver, excuse me, when you order from them online and they deliver the product. So my biggest pet peeve, and I've talked about this for 10 years now in doing live trainings and events, is when you deliver the product. So for me, I always buy a lot of nutritional supplements. Here's one right now. I just bought this. This is like a brain nootropic supplement. You know me, I mean? I'm kind, of a, I'm kind of a nut with this stuff. So this is a good company. When they send this to me in the mail, it comes in a box, obviously, and it comes with normally a receipt. Standard practices you'll have. You, you used to have an e-com business, you know. Standard practice. And I, I might even expose you right now. Who knows? You send the box. I know you guys were doing like, you guys were doing women's apparel and women's, um, what's that term I'm looking for? Like like bags and purses when you guys had a large. Accessories. Accessories. That was the word I was looking for, right? So this thing comes comes in a box. I'm always excited to get a new supplement or a refill. And it always has a receipt. And And my pet peeve is, that is a mini salesperson showing up at your door that you paid postage and money to get on the UPS truck or on the FedEx plane to get out and get delivered. And how? help me understand how, when you have the captive attention of a person opening a box, the only thing you can think about in putting in that box is a receipt and not another offer to buy more at a discount or get on our membership club or refer a friend or some sort of reward it blo- I, I'm speechless when I see it because it's it's, it's right you're already it- sending it. Even if it's a letter, a it. letter from the owner, hey, welcome as a first-time customer. We're so happy to have you here because you bought this for the first time. We're going to give you 30% off your next purchase. Do you know how many times in my 20 years buying supplements online, Aaron? Maybe 15 years. I've seen that happen with one company, by the way. I've only seen it happen with one company out of the hundreds I've bought from online. Unbelievable to yeah, me. Yeah, total sales of- prevention department move because at that point, that is a... Stim- you could stimulate... More purchases from that same buyer right at the point of opening the box. You take that little postcard, you go online, you grab that next order, or you put it aside because it's physical, right? People take physical things. They don't throw them out right away. They have shelf life. They sit on the kitchen table. They sit on the desk. You're already sending the physical. This isn't a huge leap like we're saying, send something physical for the first time ever. Maybe like the acupuncture example. The box is already there. The product is in my hand. Where is my offer?
1: Standard practice, two-sided, two-sided tag-along card. Thank you very much from the owner. This is our plan for the company. These are our big beliefs. This is where we want to go. This is how much we appreciate you. Flip over for a special offer. Boom, on the other side, it says, since you like this product so much, we'd like to introduce you to this other product, which does this and this and this and this and this. this. If you use this special promo code within the next 30 days, you'll get 25% off trying this new product because we're so confident that you'll like it. Here's the website. Poetry right there, man. That's poetry.
0: That's exactly it right there. You know, the other thing too I see a lot, Aaron, is, you know, buy three more, buy three. By the way, do you know what the take rate on that is? Huge. It's like 30%.
1: I've I've seen it lower, but it was consistently for us, it was 12%. Oh, So we're getting
0: 12% more customers by putting a piece of paper. But just do that math. 12% doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're an e-com business and you're delivering 100 packages a day, let's say, or 1,000 packages a day, and you do that 12% math. That's some serious money math right there.
1: Yeah, and you didn't have to spend any more money on nope. marketing other than the two the two penny thing you put in there, right? So it's it's way higher margin because you're not having to acquire
0: them with marketing. Right? So it's it's an extra 12%, but it's an extra 12% of pure margin. Yep, that's 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 one of my biggest sales prevention pet peeves of all time is how the physical shipment shows up. I, like I, it's almost like I'm a kid on Christmas morning. I open the box, not for the product, but to see if I get sold something else. I'm waiting and I'm always disappointed. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyways, you have another? I do. I got one more. All right. And it's going to be one of those
1: things where people are going to go, oh man, I got to check. Yeah, That's, that's the hope. When you, fo- when you put follow-up processes and systems in place, it still shocks me working with 40 clients who are all spending more than a thousand dollars a day on paid media how often they let their credit cards expire on their stuff either the credit card expires or
0: they surpass their credit limit on their card you're ta- hold I'll on let me be primary. clear so you're talking about the client with the card they spend advertising money on not yeah, the, okay and, and there, And their
1: softwares and their follow up systems. Like maybe they've got, I see what you're saying. Maybe they've been watching sales velocity and they've started to put things in place and they've started to got follow up systems and they've started to do this and they've started to go that. Well, all those things have a budget, right? Associated with them. Yeah. Right? I cannot tell you how many times a month a client's credit card will go over budget. And the ad stop. And the ad stop. Ah, I see what you're saying. And all of a sudden it disrupts the entire flow, Mm -hmm. sales aren't coming in, algorithms get reset. And and the prime example I have from last week, Andrew, is I was talking to a client and they reached out to us and they said, our show rate's going down for our strategy sessions. It was 62, it's now 44. that? It's probably the leads, we need you to look at the leads. I said, it's not the leads. And they said, well, how do you know it's not the leads? I said, I already know it's not the leads, I already tell you what it is. And they said, how would you know what it is? Were you like a like a psychic? I said, yeah, your SMS, your text follow-up that reminds people to show up to the meeting, your credit card expired or you're out of budget or you're out of credits. Call me back when you want to tell me that I'm right. How'd you know at the time? Because I've seen it happen so many times before. You, you, you math it. is math, it was I know exactly. It was a strong hunch. I know exactly what happened.
0: Strong hunch, right? follow-up problem.
1: Two hours later, they called me back. They said, Uh, no SMS has been going out this week to remind the person the appointment. I said, no kidding. They said, we, we let our credit card expire on it. Being something as simple as organized with your budget, with your credit card, with your subscriptions, with your whatever, no, make a file, set up a notification system. My credit cards are going to expire on this date or you know, I need to reload the budget on this date. These are simple admin functions that when, when when they disrupt your business, instant sales prevention. Yeah. And then everybody's running around going, what happened? What happened? What happened? It becomes a nine one one right away. Or a moron and couldn't handle your admin.
0: And and here's the thing, you could you could have somebody on your team once a week, twice a week, Monday and Thursday, just make sure everything is bills are paid. Credit cards are good, right? Like that's like a system check from top down. It's like when a pilot takes off and goes up in the air, it's, I don't know, 18, 19, 20 different items in a checklist that go, he goes right down the list, same way every time. You know, that could be how you kick off the week and how you end the week. That's what we do on a Monday. It's what sure. we do on a Friday. But that's a good one. Let's that's an sure interesting twist. Let's make sure we gas in the car. That's sales. prevention. Let's make sure we got gas in the car before we start yeah. driving. How about that? Yeah, it's an interesting twist. Though. I'm glad you brought it up because it's, it's, it's sales prevention, by the business owner, not necessarily by the business processes, right? It's, it's it's really, it's a finance thing. And really, at the end of the day, those are all the things, like, think about the things in your business that that run the marketing, the media, the advertising, if you have advertising spend, obviously, your CRM, text, email, voice call, you know, all of the tools, right? The tools need to always be sharp and paid for and functioning. Otherwise, you ultimately will hurt conversions, no question about it. No question about it. Those are my three for today. Yeah. I mean, sales prevention department, it's not a long one, but all I really want it to do when we bring it to the table every month or so is make you go back and look at each trigger point in your business. Every business has multiple trigger points. Customer comes in. What happens when they come in? Customer buys for the first time. What happens after they buy for the first time? Customer buys the second time. What happens when they buy for the second time? Customer doesn't show up anymore. What's the trigger right there? So take some time away from your business and really think about all the entry points, all the transaction points, and all the post-transaction points and come up with a strategy to deliver on every one of them. And when you do, you will find that just from internally making those changes, your business becomes infinitely more productive and profitable.
1: Agreed, 100%. We spent a lot of time on this show talking about how to make more sales, but the majority of our listeners are already making sales. Yeah. How can we remove the sales prevention department? How can we fire everybody in the sales prevention department so that we maximize the value of what we've we've earned? We've worked hard to bring to the table because you gotta remember, nobody cares about your business as much as you do. So you gotta dive deep into all those different places and ask yourself, it, am I making the best of this customer journey? Am I making the best of my average order value? Am I doing, making the best of the follow-up? What could I do better? Am I make, making the best of the, the initial interaction between you know, my customer service and my client, right? Am I making it easy for somebody in the Cayman Islands to order a $2,000 bag and send it to their mom for Christmas? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and and you know it's funny too, when we speak to business owners or we're doing coaching in our coaching groups, it's always, the question is always like, how do I scale faster? How do I get more traffic? And the first thing I always say is all great things to want to do, but how's your current sales process? Is there any leakage anywhere before you make the decision to invest more money and invest in more team and invest in more traffic to scale? What's happening right now? Let's go through it. Let's dissect it, play customer, play prospect, do that once, once in a while, once a month, once a week. We've talked about auditing your sales process. That's what that is, right? Audit your sales process. You know, by the way, there's a, there's a funny story. There's, there's companies out there. I don't know if, of any off the top of my head that you can pay. And what they do is they, they, they become customers in your business and then they come back to you and report all the things that went wrong. You can actually—they're called get, mystery shoppers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've seen I've seen mention of this. I've read about it a little bit. What a great thing to invest in is oh. I have a restaurant on the corner. I want you to go eat at it. I want you to come back another time. I want you to have dessert. I want you to not have dessert one time. And like, just become every type of customer that you can become, and then let's have a report on it. You could do that yourself, right? You could play prospect. There's TV. There's a TV show where, where that. Um, there's a TV show. There's a reality show. I feel like that. Um, I don't know if it was it's like, like undercover boss, yeah, or something. undercover boss. I think it is where, where the boss is like playing customer and whatnot, but they don't know it's the boss, right? I think that's the show. Yep. That stuff yep. is very, very instructive. Well, I like to watch shark tank still shark tanks going on a lot of years. It's, it's in, in the show. The profit is pretty good too. They're both on CNBC and those are shows about really the dissection of your business, right? Shark tank will dissect your business while you're in front of the sharks. But the profit is pretty cool because this guy, Marcus Lavoni, I think his name is, he goes into into businesses and he goes, okay, here I am to inspect the business. I'm looking for three things. I'm looking for a good process, a good product, and good people. Those are his big three piece. And when he goes into a business, if he doesn't see one of those three, he doesn't invest in the business. The business could be doing terrible, Aaron. Horrible. uh, I mean, they're not making sales, they're not making money. They're usually on the brink of going out of business, but because there's a good product with potential, good people and the ability to improve process. He'll go in and plop a million down, two million down and take a stake in the business and turn the whole thing around. Really good show to watch because all it's of those show. businesses, by the way, have massive sales prevention departments and he's really <laughs> just going in and he's plugging the leaks. He's firing everybody. He does in, though. In, it's in the, pretty cool. sales prevention he, department. And he does, man, he goes in and he will fire people. In fact, he'll go head to head because he listen. He's putting his money down. He's taking a stake. He's now skin in the game. And he'll go, listen, you're not cutting it as the owner. Like you need to go. Or we need to vote you out. Or maybe we need to bring someone else in to be the CEO because you're not cutting it as a CEO. Like, like that's all raw stuff that I think a lot of business owners don't hear enough of. I think you need to hear as a business owner, as an, as an up-and-coming entrepreneur especially, you need to hear the tough talk and you need to have the tough conversations because it makes you proof for when this stuff really hits and when it really happens. And it will.
1: I love it. I think the sales prevention department needs to make a, make a return visit. And, and I loved your idea about sending it in. If people want to send in their own experiences, it would be amazing. And I'm waiting for my call from the, uh, the VP of customer experience of Louis Vuitton. You're never to getting a anyway.
0: call, by the way. But if you do, you got to let us know on the show. Listen, 100%. I'm waiting to get invited back for another acupuncture treatment, which, I'm, which is never going to happen. Right? We're all going to be wait. See, waiting. The worst word in the English language, Waiting. Waiting, 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 right? So you and I will both be waiting for that to happen. But yeah, the sales prevention department will, will, as I like to say, when I was doing these live, it will rear its ugly head at least once a month on the show. Hey, listen, if you like the show, leave us a review on Apple, on Google, uh, on the Facebook live, if you're watching this by video. on YouTube, we'd love to hear from you as we're, you know, we kicked the show off late 2020, and we're starting to develop a little rhythm here in 2021. We'd love to hear from you. Aaron, this was a good one today. Always a pleasure. We'll be back next week, same time, same place for another episode of Sales Velocity TV. Everybody have a great rest of your day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Sales Velocity TV is powered by Pipeline Pro, the ultimate all-in-one sales pipeline management and marketing automation platform that makes all others obsolete. And we can prove it. Take a tour at gopipelinepro.com. See you on the next episode.